Hello and welcome to Super Movie A podcast about weird movies we love. Sometimes we talk about TV and video games, but mostly movies. My name is Mac. I'm here with my good friend for like ever, like since the beginning of time. What's your name again? Uh, Peter. Hey. Peter. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Peter, how you doing? Pretty good. Yeah. All right. This is totally weird because we just recorded an episode and now we're acting like uh, this is we haven't seen each other in like a week, but literally it was like a few minutes ago. So we're recording back to back. That's our schedule. Deal with it. But uh, Peter, how you doing? Oh, doing pretty good. Uh, just as I mentioned in the last episode, still just got over a cold. So if I sound a little nasally, I cough or something, please excuse me. That's right. But no, Pe- things going good. That's right. Peter's cold has been going on for like a month and a half now. He's oh, going to be awesome. legally dead here in a few seconds. So <laughs> I'm going to collect all his clothes and wear them around and act like I'm him somewhere. Wear my hat. <laughs> like, I'm neighborhood Brack. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> but anyway, this is going to be a weird episode. We're going to be talking about unmasking the idol, but before we get to that, I just want to talk about uh, anything we've been doing. Peter, what have you been into lately? What have you been watching? What have you been reading? What have you been listening to? What are you into right now? Have you you've been just shooting dice in the alley? Because I know that's your thing. That is a thing, yeah. No, that's Leroy your thing, you weirdo. Officially. Anyway, uh, somebody might get that out there. Um, <laughs> but uh, we got it. No. Um, anyway, uh, no. I just been catching up on uh, recently with uh, shoot season two of Ash vs Evil Dead. Oh, very good one. Uh, so not quite finished. Just got still an episode or two. Got distracted with other things. It's on stars, stars, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. I don't actually know. I just I get the DVDs in from Netflix. So. Cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> just getting those finished up. Um, and uh, well, I've been watching some stuff like that. What you been up to? Me? Uh, I've been checking out Harmon Quest. That's on Verve or VRV. Uh, it's an app on your phone. You know, on Roku. I think you can watch it online too. Harmon Quest, as you might have guessed, is Dan Harmon, guy from uh, uh, who wrote Community and Rick and Morty. And he also is a Harmon Town. This is his podcast. His podcast is amazing. Unfortunately, it's like three hours long. So it's kind of hard to listen to sometimes. Not hard to listen to, but it's just a lot. It's a lot to take in. Big but investment. it's really funny. There's a lot of great stuff in it. But Harmon Quest is sort of like his podcast, only it's a half hour format. And they play um, a tabletop game. And it's really kind of cool. And they just do like a. Um, it's sort of like D&D, but it's, it's, it's a very truncated version of it where Spencer Crittenden, his um, game master, uh, he invites people on. So you get people like on there like Jason Manzukas and uh, what's that guy's name? Neil Johnny from Silicon Valley. He's on there. You get special guests on there and they play basically a tabletop game. And part of it is real life and then part of it is animated as to so what they're going through in the story of the tabletop game is animated. It's really fun. You should check it out right. if you haven't seen it. I believe VR, VR Verve is um, free. So I've been checking that out um, on my Roku or whatever. It's pretty cool. And also, for some reason, I just have been in a kind of a mellow mood. Weather's getting cooler here. Yeah. It's We're deep into fall time. Had our first snow today. <laughs> I know. It's snow today. It's still October when we're recording this. Uh, we had our first snow today, but it's getting cooler. You know, we've got a fireplace inside and out. We got a fire pit and we got a fireplace inside. So we want to get that started. So when that happens, I get in kind of a chill, kind of mellow mood with like 
a nice beer or a nice wine and just like start eating some really good tasty foods put on a warm sweater or sweatshirt <laughs> and listen to boards of canada if you haven't listened to that it's kind of an ambient uh group and they're amazing i love listening to them so that's what i've been getting into warning warning spoiler alert i am spoiler protection edict widget or spew for short you have been warned about the delicious spoilers coming your way so bask in spoiler country you have cluelessly wandered into baby so we're going to talk about this crazy movie i'm going to jump right in this is going to be hopefully a different pace i usually get a bit long-winded because i like the sound of my own stupid voice <laughs> but we're going to be talking about unmasking the idol and this is supposed to be sort of a james bond spoof parody and i put on my notes question mark because i don't really believe that to be the case but before we get to that it's interesting to note that our first three episodes all were released in the year 1986, which I find really. Weird. I did not notice that. So, <laughs> Nightmare Weekend, Blood Fist, and Unmasking the Idol all released in 1986. Because right, Nightmare Weekend bad started recording in 84. Good year for good movies. movies. Also, bad year for bad movies. Uh-huh. So, it, if that know, makes sense. It's interesting though when you do look back every now and then on uh, there's certain years I can't even think of the other ones, but there's certain years throughout the 90s and things too where there were just a ton of good movies that all came out at once. 1999 like, is like one of the best years for movies. Oh yeah, look back at 1999. Google movies from 1999. Okay, and you'll come up with like, oh man. That's an awesome year for movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very funny just yeah. how that works out sometimes. Anyway, 1985 is also a great year for movies. Google 1980 movies 1985. And, and you're just like, oh, man, there's some really good stuff. Also, 1982 is a good year for movies. So, um, so almost every year, you're saying? Almost every year there are good movies, yes. Um, it's kind of weird. It's, it's conspiracy. I don't buy into it. I don't believe it. But anyway, this is supposed to be a James Bond spoof. Uh, sort of parody I wanted to talk to you about that because before we, we started um, you were saying that you thought it was a comedy and yes I as I watched it I totally feel it was a comedy it was and here's the thing and I think this is what you're getting at but here's the thing for me was I after watching it a couple of times I don't believe I don't believe that anyone in their right mind could have sat down and made this and not meant it to be a comedy. And I think that's where you're going. What comedy like Naked Gun sort of comedy like, no. like spoofing off of like Naked Gun's a spoof of police movies or whatever or police procedurals like or gumshoe movies. I, I don't I don't think this is a com- comedy. It's I, not a laugh out loud jokes comedy. It's not a satire either. Remember um from Beijing with Love with yeah. uh was it Stephen Chan? Stephen Chan Chow, sorry, Chan. God, what's my problem? I'm as bad as this movie. Stephen Chow. I love Stephen Chow. You might know him from Shaolin Soccer or Kung Fu Hustle. Yep. One of his early movies. It's a really good movie. Really hilarious moments from Beijing with Love. It's a, it's sort of a um, parody or satire of From Russia with Love, a James Bond movie. Um, very well done. Very funny. Funny, funny movie. Even with the subtitles. Because sometimes things don't translate very well. It's a very funny movie. This movie does not have that. No. And, and you're right. There's no laugh tracks. There's no blatant jokes. There's a few points where he clearly... There's some dialogue that makes clear nods to things that we'll touch on as it goes on. But I, you're, you're absolutely right. It's not a comedy in that sense. 
However, it's lighthearted enough where I believe that they could not have no- thought they were making a serious movie. Okay. Like, it's not a drama. No, it's... It's, it's not an intense action movie to put you on the edge of your seat. No. Not at all. Um, <laughs> I get what you're saying. You're saying and basically... I get what you mean. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It is a parody, but it's not very well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Is what you're saying. That's why we're talking about it. My thing is, like, <laughs> if it's not well done, then it's... I guess I mean guess because the effort isn't there. Just because it's not an an it's, A and it's an F or a D doesn't make it any less so. It's just a crappy version of it. So it felt almost if that makes sense. A little British to me, to where you could say it's cheeky in a way. Okay. It, see, here's okay. So let me just tell you my top my notes off the top because I have like sure. main header notes. So I already mentioned the one about being a uh, a spy spoof or parody. Um, it's directed by Worth. Keeter. Worth Keeter. Worth Keeter. That is his name. Worth Keeter. And I just said, who? Um, but I said, my next note is, not really humorous or even tongue-in-cheek. So you, you mentioned cheeky. I don't think it's tongue-in-cheek. I don't think it's cheeky at all. So, and the funny thing with you mentioning him, and when you look back at his credits, he's got basically the full range of Power Rangers. He's done direction on all of those. And would you go back and say Power Rangers are funny? I mean, not really. It's not, not, it's not re- a comedy. It's not. Okay. But it's not edge of the sea action either. So yeah, but here's the thing I, about Power Rangers. Right. Okay, you've got a point. You've got a very valid point. Here's the thing about Power Rangers. Power Rangers is essentially like the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You and I are pretty much the same age to where Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we don't say TMNT because we're true Ninja Turtles fans, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are... Like, it, it was so huge. It blew up out of nowhere. It was this weird underground comic, independent comic. It blew up, became a cartoon show, became a movie, toys, whatever. It was huge. You couldn't, in the 80s, you couldn't turn away from it. 30 years ago, 1987, it was the first Ninja Turtles thing. Power Rangers is like the Ninja Turtles for the 90s. I don't really care for it that much. I don't hate it. It's just not my thing because I was too old for it when it I came agree. out. I, it's not my thing either. I've definitely seen them. Like, so it's not kid, really but... for us. No, like when, right. when Power Rangers were popular, it really wasn't. Because I remember being in high school. There was a kid in high school who was older than me that was totally into Power Rangers. <laughs> but he was he was into it because – and when you think about it, we totally should have been into Power Rangers because it's uh, got horrible like dubbed stuff, like ADR stuff. It's got horrible acting. It's got monster stuff like kaiju stuff like Godzilla. Yep. Like we should totally. It got it has superhero stuff in it. That's right up our. If you, if you if the movie came out like that today, now yeah, yeah, we'd be all over that. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't have appreciated it you, at the time. No, at the time we would appreciate. So I get what you're saying. I th- what I'm trying to say is that you're right and I'm wrong and I'm an idiot. Oh no, so, I, don't, I, I, I get no, it. no. You've made your point. All right, just stop twisting the knife. Point's valid. I just. <laughs> It's not a laugh out loud comedy per se, except for maybe a couple points. But it's just, and it doesn't try to be. So. Okay. Anyway, so we can you yeah. you go. So I'm gonna break this down for you here. We got again in true spy James Bond fashion. We got the cold open, and I've already said how I feel about the cold, and I love me a cold open. Oh, buddy. <laughs> and our last movie had a cold open too. Yeah, it did. Uh, Blood Fist had yeah. a cold open. It was a kumite. Yeah. And it was all just dark right and right into the fighting. Foggy. Yeah, right into the fighting. So this is a cold open. So we have a ninja. Ninja breaks in. I thought it was a, an apartment, but apparently it's a hotel. Well, but before that even happens, before anything happens, we just get this random quick, like, one-second clip of against a uh, 
uh, you get a silhouetted ninja doing just like like his um, like moves against yeah. against the sunset. He's like warming up for some reason. Yeah, you're right. And, and then he, and then all of a sudden, and it's he's got very strange music. It's it's like sort of whimsical. And sort of like, this movie's like a cartoon. It's yeah. like a live-action cartoon is the mm-hmm. best way I can yeah. describe it. Not exactly like a cartoon. It's like a cartoon that takes itself way too seriously. Okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's certain cartoons like that where it's like, ah, it knows it's a cartoon. It doesn't care. But some cartoons are like, no, this is this is serious. This is real. This, yeah, this could happen. Like, there's a, there's a space thing uh, pounding on the table, and I shouldn't do that. Yeah. It, it, it's, 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 it's a random thing. And then there's a weird swipe. Yep. It's a swipe. It's a full-on like Star Wars from right to left swipe, and we we pan on the ninja. I'm not gonna tell you who the ninja yeah. is. We got a ninja. He's breaking into a hotel. He's doing all kinds of ninja stuff. Now the ninja from head to toe is wearing his ninja outfit. Okay, sort of. not funny, but huh? Sort of, sort of. But on his head, on his hood, it's chainmail. Why? <laughs> if you don't know what chainmail is, it's it's that linked together ring stuff that you see like. Like medieval, <laughs> yeah, like wear uh, on their breastplates like or whatever. Fair. Like yeah, exactly, it's a, it's definitely a Renaissance fair thing. So, but it's soft. It's like a hoodie. It's like a hoodie, and it just slips on over his head. And I think they did that for two reasons. One, so you could tell because there are a lot of ninjas or ninja type people in this movie. Yeah. So I think they did that to identify who basically is. who our guy is. I'm spoiling it, but it's who our this guy is. Our is. Hero. So, um. That's that's what's going on. So we have this guy. He's got the chainmail hood on, and he's going through this apartment. And he goes through, and he's opening the safe. And in the safe, there's a mini cassette. A uh, kid's uh, cassette used to be this tape thing, and it's a uh, you know tape media. It's a um, you know you just go into a cassette recorder and you'd record stuff on it, like audio it's or data. Audio later. or data. It's a magnetic media. They don't really use it anymore. This bit is done, and so I'm just going to move on to the next thing. Um, so men with guns bust in on this guy, on the ninja, and they fight. Even though they have – and you notice I said men with guns. Uh, for some reason, the men with guns fight hand-to-hand. So they fight hand-to-hand style uh, unsuccessfully because the ninja takes him down right away because, as you know, the ninjas are heroes. So the ninja unfor- – even though the men with guns – and guns are, you know, they have bullets, which are projectiles. The ninja's not opposed to projectiles. So he throws the ninja throwing stars at the guys with guns and takes them down. But uh, he's kind of back to the quarter as as the uh, <laughs> men with guns come in and sort of surround him. He gets to the balcony, makes his way to the balcony, and he jumps off into the pool. And it's just clearly a dummy. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so, it looks like, well, like a kite that's it's falling out drifting. of the sky. Yeah, it's just, it's not it's even totally real body stiff. weight. <laughs> it's not a body weight. It's it's on the screen right now. It splashes into the pool. It hits the pool. The men's with gun. The men with gun. I keep saying men's. The men with guns surround the pool, waiting for the ninja to emerge. And they're like, "Where is he? Where is?" He? And it's like a perfectly clear pool. It's a perfectly clear pool. Yeah, it's dark outside, but there's plenty of light. There's plenty of light on the outside. So there's this little red ball that floats up. 
they shoot the red ball, and when they shoot the red ball, it's like a smoke bomb, and it chokes all the the guys, the men with guns. It just they're like, oh, they're gagging and choking and everything like that. Then, while they're choking, a smoke bomb from the ninja underneath the water inflates. The ninja's still underneath the water in the pool. All this is going. A huge balloon inflates. Like a weather balloon. It's like a weather balloon. And he floats up. And it's a real guy. And he's floating up out of the water at a very slow pace. It's not rapid. It's not too slow. But it's like somebody could get a shot off. Oh, they had guns. I mean, it's just smoke. It's just and smoke. And why is he not choking? And why is he not choking? No one knows. <laughs> and as we look at it, he doesn't even have the chainmail stuff on like he's supposed to. Yeah, it's like But it's a clearly a guy. Because when you see the balloon float up, He's moving. There's weight to him, and you can see it. So um, he he floats up out of the and it sends at a, a a really really slow pace, and then cue the opening music. And so it is pretty epic. It is pretty epic in that it is very terrible, and then we get a nice <laughs> title uh, sequence. Unmasking the Idol. And it's just full of uh, very awesome 80s graphics, like overlays, things moving around. And the music is like just such a Bond ripoff music with like Kung Fu kind of going on against the sunset. You know, he's doing his thing. His I ha- kata. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jim Kata. It's exactly like a late 70s, early 80s TV show opening and not in a good way. In a very bad way, just like Peter said, just like overlays, like, like stuff, like movies, uh, TV shows did this thing where, like, you know how you watched an episode of an old TV show and it would show you things to come, like things that are about ready to happen. That's what this movie's doing, and the and the song itself is not very good, no, at all. It's very lame. I have it's no idea what the guy. Cheesy. <laughs> it's super cheesy. So, um, the movie starts. And we still have not seen the face of our hero. The one thing about a James Bond movie or a spy movie is in a cold open, it's supposed to set you up for the adventure, the anticipation, set the tone for what's going to happen. Well, we get what's called a glory shot in the James Bond movies, especially since different um, actors portray James Bond. So when they reveal James Bond, we get a nice reveal. And you get to see like, you know, you get that yeah. little stinger music, and you're like, "Oh, this is our hero." We we didn't get that, so it just opens up. We still have not seen our hero, his face at all. We just have seen the ninja. Finally, we see our hero. His name is Duncan Jax. Which, tell me how you feel about that name. I don't really care for it. Uh, I think, in in agreement with you, it's a pretty awesome name. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's so terrible. It sounds like something like a little kid would make. Oh, up. it's like something off the top of our heads when we're five years old. <laughs> exactly. Like Duncan Jax. And Jax is spelled J A X because he's extreme and he's awesome. <laughs> so we're going to refer to him as Jax because that's how everybody in the movie refers to him. So Jax, he comes out and we finally see his face. He looks like somebody's dad. He's terrible. <laughs> he's got his hair parted down the middle. Hopefully, we'll have a picture of him either on the website or Twitter so you can see what he looks like 
It's parted down the mid- middle, and it's feathered out. And he's kind of balding a little. And he's, he's balding, so it's yeah. like halfway up his head. And then it's parted down the middle, and it's feathered out like he's got wings on the side of his head, but it's his hair. It's it's bogus, man. I can't. It's it bummed me out a lot. Not to mention that the the main act, the actor who portrayed Jax, he has got no charisma whatsoever. His method of acting is he widens his eyes as wide as they can go, and then he narrows them a second later, it's and then so widens creepy. and narrows. He them. looks like he's got some very nefarious thoughts going on there. Um, <laughs> what kind of nefarious thoughts? <laughs> but I'm I mean, egging him on because I already know the answer to that. But the other funny thing about the actor, since you bring him up, was he, he, these are his only two. He, there's a sequel to this movie. Yes. And these are his only two movies. Right. This is it. He's done nothing else. So the other one was called, what's the other one? Order of the Black Eagles. Order of the Black Eagles, the other one. And I, for, for some reason, I thought the the second one was terrible, and this one was the better one. But now that I'm watching this one, I'm like, yeah, I want to watch the second one again, because I feel yeah. like I had a better time watching that one. So as we move on, so we have Jax, and he's talking to somebody on his Apple Watch, a.k.a. the Inspector Gadget Watch. <laughs> And it's essentially his boss, who we never see again. So his boss essentially just says, Oh, you better get ready. This is the most dangerous mission you've ever heard. Time is of the essence. Okay, so we get that. It's terrible, terrible dialogue. And Jax is putting on a British accent, although I don't believe the actor is British. And you can tell it's sort of muddled. It's, it's really awful. And he doesn't really do it like anywhere else that I remember. It's kind of no. he's kind of all over the place. Yeah, he's not British, but he's trying anyway. So anyway, he meets an Asian woman in the casino, and he's talking to the Asian woman, and she comes up and makes a really lame joke and says, "Is that a gun in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me?" But she says it in Chinese. <laughs> it's really terrible. So the dealer at the table, they're at a roulette table in the casino. And he says, your usual bet, sir. You know, and the Jax replies, yes, make a double O. And seven. And seven. <laughs> oh, Good. God. I, you're laughing, and I'm oh. just, I had my, I did a total face palm, it's, and I just really didn't, I'm going to skip through a lot of this stuff, because this laugh. movie is so dense, because it's full of stuff like that. And it's just, there's a lot of, like, really bad double entendres, you know, that are oh. made, and it's... It's I'm going to hit the highlights, but honestly, you got to kind of see it for yourself. So Jack introduces himself, James Bond style. My name is Jax, Duncan Jax, to the woman. And the woman introduces herself. Do you remember what her name was? I don't. Okay, so this is an Asian woman, yeah. and her name is China. Oh, I didn't – you know what? I don't even remember that. That's funny. Her name is China. They're not even trying with this movie. No. They're not even trying <laughs> at all. The guy's name's Duncan Jacks. He meets an Asian woman. Her name is China. Yeah. Like, I, I, we get it. Well, there's another name that I won't yeah, spoil the, you've got coming up. Yeah, so. we're coming up. This is a, it's That's a, true. it's a, not a running gag, but it's, you can see a theme going on with this movie and how little effort was going on. So we got more terrible dialogue, poor attempt at clever banter between China and and uh, Jax. So they basically uh, wake up in his room and uh, he does another terrible pun, which I won't repeat. You know, you can, I, you hear that sound? It sounds like olives rolling across the table. That's my eyeballs doing the eye roll. <laughs> this is, this just awful, awful stuff. And, and as usual, I want to mention we're in our recording studio, <coughs> my basement. And, uh, 
we're watching the movie and it is just glorious. So China and Jax have been, you know, whatever. They, they, it's interesting to note too. I forgot to mention this. This movie's PG. Yeah. So so they're not showing anything. No, there's nothing. You know, the double entendres are very PG. Yes. The uh, you know the. Him laying in bed with the lady is very PG. They never show anything. They show the shoulders. They yeah, have naked shoulders. They it's have bare all insinuated. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're in the next day. They've been obviously after a night at casino. They've been doing that. They've got really bad double entendres going on. China goes talks about the incident that happened at the hotel and says, "Do you know what a ninja is?" But Jack's fame's interest. Uh, Feigns what he knows what a ninja is. He doesn't know exactly what it is. So all of a sudden, they're in bed. They're in bed drinking champagne, and you hear a squeaking sound. Well, the squeaking sound is coming from uh, our next major player, which is a baboon and a black gi. And if you don't know what a gi is, it's a karate uniform. Guess what baboon's name or baboon's name is? Boone. Boone. I just said it. I screwed it up. I totally messed that up. His name is Boone. So baboon's name is Boone. So bab. So Boone, the baboon, is in here. He's wearing a ninja gi, and he's he's the smartest primate in the world, according to Jax. And he starts screeching and doing backflips. And the next thing we know, we have a next scene for Jax and China. They are getting lunch, and they're just talking about general stuff, and Jax is being mysterious. Jax notices... Uh, or Jack's his like something beeps. We don't know what it is, but I think it's his watch. Yeah. His watch beeps. Yeah, he looks at his wrist. I think. So he gets a, so he gets up and he goes to a phone booth, uh, pay phone booth for the kids who don't know. It's uh it's not a suicide booth like from Futurama. It's an actual booth where people will go and, and make a phone call on a quarter phone in a booth. Um, that's what happened back in the eighties. Like there was a thing and it would shut and it was like sort of like a closet where you would make a phone call to be private. Anyway, that bit's over. So, <laughs> so while he's in, while Jax is in the phone booth, for some reason, even though he has a watch on his hand that could make a phone call, right? Like no, you know, like it's 2017. Somebody. He he's gonna go into a phone booth, drop a quarter in, or a dime, or whatever, which he doesn't even do. He doesn't even do. <laughs> but he's he, well, he does because he gets the voicemail of his boss, who we never see again. We saw him on the phone on the watch phone, right, but we right, never right. see him again. Right. But out of the corner of his eye. Boone is on top of a 4x4 truck, and Boone is getting harassed by a bunch of random dudes. And one of them's got, like, a beard glued on him, and it's it's glorious. <laughs> so watch for that. Watch for the beard glued on the guy. So as Jax is watching this, uh, Boone being harassed on this 4x4, he notices that he's in a phone booth, and... He's going to help Boone. But before he helps Boone, he's got to take his jacket off because he's got a coat on. Because he, he never goes anywhere without looking stylish. So he takes, you know, he, he just came from the table with China at lunch. So he's in the phone booth. So he takes off his jacket. Well, he notices that he's disrobing in a phone booth. And who else does that? A good friend, Superman. And there's a clear nod to it because he, he looks up. Jax looks up like, oh, what am I doing? And yeah. then the camera pans up to show that he's in a phone booth real quick and pans back down. <laughs> it's so lame. It's not even remotely cool. So, again, this is why I, I'm like, it's this comedy. Like, it's trying, but it's not trying very hard. So, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it literally cuts from that, from the look that you just described. He's in his ninja suit. With his chain Again, from the beginning, with, with the a chainmail, with, with a chainmail hood on, you can only see his eyes, and he jumps on the hood of a sedan that's parked next to the four x four, and he just starts kicking and beating up guys, and he saves Boone from the harassing guys. 
Next thing he says is, Boone, let's go home. So we see a plane land or whatever, and we see the 4x4 oh, truck. Real, real quick. Yeah. You, you didn't mention there. So I'm sorry. No, he gets changed. He saves Boone the whole time The China, China is watching him. Oh, that's and right. And so she notices, like, she puts two and two together. So because ah. he, he changed in a phone booth that's clear-sided in the middle of the day and beats these guys up and looks around, and nobody's going to notice that this dude carrying a baboon around might have been the same dude carrying a baboon around that was checked into the hotel. Exactly. But anyway, I just had to make that point real no, quick because it was so thank ridiculous. Thank you for bringing that up because that definitely comes back into play. <laughs> so the plane lands. They're back home, as Jack's put it. So we get the 4x4 truck. And it's driving through what looks like a quarry, and we're just like, oh, okay, so I guess the truck belongs to Jax? Yep. So I guess we're we're supposed to believe that it's like James Bond, Aston Martin, except for this is the 80s, and 4x4ing was like a big new thing that was happening. Again, this is 86. It's it's a very Chuck Norris truck. It is a very Chuck Norris truck. It's an awesome truck. (laughs) I wouldn't mind having it, but it's a very, like... Uh, just, you know, just off-road, 4x4, standard pickup truck from the 80s, you know, big tires and all Decked that stuff. Decked out with the lights on top. And he's supposed, anyway. remember, this guy's supposed to be like a british Like high-tech agent. Agent. So, uh, next thing, he's driving through a forest. He makes his way to what looks like a the headquarters. Yep. So he gets inside the headquarters, and then he drives inside the headquarters to, I can't, I can't emphasize this enough, diamond-shaped hallways. Right. It's right? Very, very, like, retro-future, uh... Like, very um, Space Odyssey kind of a yes. thing. Uh, very, like, 1950s, 60s and the truck, space. Exactly. Yeah. You've nailed it. And the truck is barely fitting through the hallway. Right. Like, it's just enough space. And he just leaves it. And he just leaves it That's at an intersection it. of a hallway. There's two hallways <laughs> that meet of these diamond-shaped hallways. And he just leaves it there and gets out of the they truck. Could with Boone. And he goes into a room uh, with computers and all kinds of sophisticated equipment and uh, for some reason, next to that is a large, like, low, traditional Japanese table. It's like a dining table. You've seen them. They're, like, maybe, like, 14 inches from off the ground. And it, it's set for, like, 20 people. <laughs> but nobody's at the table. Right. So while he's like, oh, it's good to be home, Jax is like, oh, it's good to be home. So Jax is uh, getting info from his light bright computer. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> a la Pink Panther, there's an Asian man sneaking up from behind him. You know, uh, like Kato, and he's got a blow dart His name is gun. Yeah, he's got a blow dart gun, and he's aiming it at Jax. And Jax doesn't know anything about it because he's getting information from his light bright computer. Because it's like Jax, let's go to see you again or whatever. <laughs> so Jax dodges the blow dart, and the agent, Asian man, like you said, his name is. And uh, in, in the in the credits, it's Sato. Yeah, but they call him Sato. Which is weird. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think they did that because it's Kato, like Kato, like Kato, yeah. like from the Pink Panther. Yeah. <laughs> so, which I love the Pink Panther movies, but uh, and you know, if There's you don't a know how to rip off, if you yeah, it's a lot of tons of ripoffs in this. You don't know what the Pink Panther films are like. It's amazing. Inspector Clouseau has this guy hired to like help keep him on his toes, and his name is an Asian guy named, named Kato, and he's always trying to beat him up, not kill him, but just sort of like keep him on his toes so he'll surprise him all the time. Anyway, so this is sort of like the same thing, although it's not very well done. The one thing that I noted was that uh, Sato says to Jax, I don't like that monkey talking about the baboon. Yeah. And first off, Jax is like, well, he doesn't like it when you call him a monkey. 
But then Sato says, like, he's like, monkeys are only good except to eat. Right. And I'm like, wow. It's it's full of oh, and, and this movie ends yeah. up as you mentioned before with the Chinese lady named China this movie is full of <laughs> very bad like just so on the nose in your nose in your face stereotypes I mean, oh my it's god it's just very very stereotypical of all of these characters but I think that's the point oh my god I mean they, you can't name somebody China and be a China I know you know what I mean I guess so, anyway. okay here's I think it's trying to be like Austin Powers yeah not maybe not as silly as Austin Powers sure but sort of being like um, have you ever seen um, uh, In Like Flint? Yeah. Okay. It's trying to be In Like Flint. Yeah. Very tongue in cheek. Yeah. But it's missing the mark. It does miss the mark. It's and missed the mark. Because Set, because uh, Jax is like, oh, you know, uh, Boone always speaks speaks fondly of you. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, he's like, he's always trying to be the gentleman spy or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, we got a man with a hat and brown that arrives. His name is Star. Right. Uh, Star's sort of also like his boss, but he's also sort of like just like he briefs him. Uh, this is interesting to know. It's not really important, but J- Jax is just dressed really 80s. And he's got these horrible cargo pants. And then like the cargo the pants are like slate gray. And he's got terrible shoes on. And he's got these cargo pants where there's a, like a pouch. It's not a pocket. There's a pouch right on the front left side of his pants. Yeah. yeah. It is so weird. It's a how it looks like a fanny pack that's been moved over to the side i had to bring it up it looks it looks uncomfortable it looks if you put something in it and you try to sit down it'd be terrible so anyway anyway so star briefs jacks on his mission so jacks is supposed to go to what's called devil's crown island which i kind of like that name yeah it's 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 kind of cool it's very cheesy but it's kind of cool so he's supposed to go to devil crown island so on devil's crown island it's, it's most, supposed to be the most heavily guarded fortress in the world. And he's supposed to get all this gold. There's 24 karat gold on this island. So he needs to get in unnoticed, get the gold, and get out. And, of course, Jax is the only man that can get it done. <laughs> so Star continues, and he says that the gold must be obtained to keep hostile forces away from it. From buying a submarine with nuclear warheads to start so they don't start World War Three. Classic World War Three. I don't know setup. where the lead, that, and it literally is just like one sentence like that. It's just like you got to get the gold out of their hands because they're going to buy a uh, uh, submarine that has uh, warheads, and the warheads are going to start uh, new World War Three because that's that's the only reason. And he's like, "What's in it for me?" Or something. <laughs> well, no, he says he doesn't want to do the mission. Yeah. So our hero doesn't care. He doesn't give a crap. He says, "It's like I don't, I don't want to do the mission." So what's his incentive? Exactly. So what's his incentive? So he tells him. So Star tells him, he's like, oh, the organization responsible for the death of his parents are behind the scheme. So if you want to get back a revenge, so we got a revenge angle, which is really never brought up. Again. No. It's, it's like never Never comes up. back into play. It never brought up. So, but it's the Scarlet Leader, and his name is uh, Hugo Von Brunner, is the person that killed uh, Jax's parents, um, a.k.a. Goldtooth. Goldtooth. Da, 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 da. With the golden oh my goodness so that's obviously an allusion to uh goldfinger from james bond so <laughs> i even put in my notes yawn and all of a sudden uh Jax does his acting which is widen his eyes and then narrow his eyes yeah. and then like it, it, you we're gonna do a gif of this for sure where we show him widen his eyes and narrow them, so you can get an idea he does this the whole entire 
movie. It's very unnerving, even as a man. I feel like he's got some <laughs> deep thoughts. He's thinking about that. you, Peter. Yeah, he wants to make some movement. Buddy. I don't like it. He's got, he's got plans for you. <laughs> so anyway, it cuts from that and says uh, it's the next scene. And the next scene is pretty awesome. This is where I start to get interested. Uh, we start to get into the dungeon, and there's a man talking, and he's got a synthesized voice, and it's like a villain cartoon voice. And he's dressed all in red. I'm going to refer to him as Scarlet Ninja, even though he's supposed to be the Scarlet Leader. Scarlet Leader. <laughs> there's a lot of ninjas in this film, but I'm going to call him Scarlet Ninja. Scarlet Ninja, got it. So, but he's the leader. And he's surrounded by a bunch of hitmen who are henchmen who are also wearing Scarlet, right? And they're threatening an old man and an old woman. So real quick, I just want to say, for the Scarlet Leader, the other thing that I thought was really funny yeah. was his voice sounds terrible, right? Synthesized, like you said. Yeah. It's coming out of a box. Uh, from I'm, a get, yeah, I'm getting to that. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. No, then, go ahead. And he's wearing a gas mask for some reason. For some unknown reason. So anyway, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, no, you're good, man. I just had to say. You're good. You're good. You, I didn't, yeah. You're fine. So the voice is revealed to be coming from a golden box that's hanging around his neck, like yes. literally like hanging around his neck. And it sounds absolutely terrible. It sounds like Cobra Commander, Commander <laughs> from uh, you know uh, G.I. Joe. Yeah. And so I'm going to call this uh, the Dungeon Lair. And the Dungeon Lair has alligators. And it's got a waterfall. And the waterfalls have like – or like the, the fountains – and the fountains are spewing out and downward, and they, they're like snake heads or something like that, or dragon heads. And they've got like these curving ramps that go to like a pool. So like it's like a slide. So But not real fun. But not real fun. It's not a real it's not a big slopey slide. So he's threatening so the old people have trespassed who he's threatening, the Scarlet Ninja. They were like shipwrecked and they, they were they sh- washed up ashore, I guess. And the guy is saying and he's thankful that they came ashore aboard or found their place. Exactly. So yeah. he's like um, the Nisgarlin says, we don't care for old folks here. And so the, the old woman begs to stay, and he's like, oh, really? So he leans over to his henchman on the left, who doesn't have a mask on. He's, he's a bl- big blonde guy. His name is Bullets. And he says, Bullets, do you recall the film classic Kiss of Death? So I had to look this up. I paused the movie, and I looked this up. Yeah. Kiss of Death is this 1947 film. It's a sort of film noir. It's about two uh, ex-cons. And one of them's in jail, one of them's free. So the ex-con gets out, and he's tracking down the, the, the freed one, and he doesn't know where he is. So I think he, I believe he goes to his um, mother's house or something like that, or his aunt's house or something like that. So he's trying to track down the other guy. Look this click up. Google it. Kiss of Death, 1947, wheelchair scene. I looked this up. This guy in 1947, throws in this movie, throws this old woman down the stairs. It's hilarious I mean, it's not funny but it's like it's shocking for 1947 yeah i mean it's hilarious so that's basically what they do here the old woman who's shipwrecked with this old man he, she's in a wheelchair they throw her down the ramp the ramp leads into a pool and uh that's where she's going so and that's what bullets the henchman does so the old woman gets thrown in there and uh she's struggling and the old man uh is like looking at her like what are you doing and he gets lifted over her top of the the bullets head bullets like picks him up over his head and tosses him in the pool with the old woman and then all of a sudden there's just piranhas in there because then uh scarlet ninja's just like the piranhas are gonna get you <laughs> and then so the piranhas so we've got alligators piranhas. we've got henchmen and piranhas now i have to describe this this is a great it looks like a set it yep. looks like a tv set 
but it's like got stone (laughs) exactly it's got stone archways it's got torches on the pillars it's got it's a they call it the throne room yeah but like he's sitting the scarlet ninja's sitting on the the throne there's a skull in the background skull carved into the wall carved the eye sockets have fire in them yeah it's actually kind of awesome in a very cartoonish way so we get laughter from the Scarlet Ninja uh, as these people are dying, and it cuts to a black screen with no sound, uh, no music or anything, and it's just a title card that says "Mission." The mission begins. Yep, I love that. Uh, just for the simplicity, there's no other title cards in the rest of the movie. Nothing it like just that. Suddenly cuts and says, that would be cool begins. if it started out like like it was a chapter. It's yeah. like chapter one. You know what I mean? Like a, a Quentin Tarantino movie does that sometimes, where it's like. Chapter one, chapter two, and it'll give like a funny, like um, pun sort of name, sure, like kitsch sort of thing. So I thought I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna. That's the only time they does it. That's the only time. That's the only time. And I was like, and I wrote, huh? <laughs> like, why is this title card? So then it cuts to Jacks, or I, I wrote Ninja Jacks because he's in his ninja form. So he's got the hooded chainmail on, and he's fighting all these henchmen, and it's really intense music. Then it's revealed it's just a training exercise. So. We cut to, after the training exercise, there's like an old man and a woman who we don't get introduced to. We cut to a bunch of people drinking alcohol, like, you know, where they got glasses in their hand, soaking in a giant hot tub. There's like at least 15 people. I counted like 15 people in this hot tub. Yeah, very large. So apparently, I looked up in the credits, the woman, who I called Blondie in my notes because they didn't really introduce her. Her name's Gunner. Okay. So we've got Gunner in here. She's the Blondie. And then we have the old man, who's supposed to be his mentor. Yeah. But we don't it's, – it's implied, but it's not really said. His name's Willie. So Willie is like, oh, can't keep up on the training exercises. He's like, you want to jump in the hot tub with us? And he's like, no. So it's not really sure that Gunner, who's the blonde woman, is a love interest or partner or whatever. Movie just moves on. So Jack says – when he's doing the briefing and telling everybody about the mission, he's like, oh, there's another greater treasure, better than the gold, but I can't reveal that at this time. Mm. He literally says... That's the main reason for wanting to do this mission. Yeah. So, you know, are we supposed to think at this point it's getting revenge on his parents, or is it like... Or for his parents, not on his parents. But, um, or is <laughs> it revenge on you. something physical, like, you know, like the gold, but something better. So yeah, you we, don't know. We don't know. So anyway, Baron Goldtooth, who's yeah. the guy that we talked about earlier that killed Jax's parents, apparently, comes in the service entrance, and they make a big deal about saying that, Yeah, by the bring way. him in the service entrance. The Scarlet Ninja says, bring him in the service entrance. He's not good enough to come in through the front door. <laughs> So they bring him into the dungeon lair through the service entrance, and uh, Goldtooth comes in, and he's there to verify the gold. He's there to make sure the gold is legit, and so that they can get on with their nefarious transaction. Exactly. And it's worthy to note that Goldtooth, as we'll call him, Baron Goldtooth, is wearing all white. He's got white gloves on, white tie, white vest, three-piece suit. He's got a white cane. Very like Bahamas. Looking. Very Bahamas. He's just he's a regular old looking dude. Like he's balding. There's nothing really special about him. He's a big giant guy, but Yeah, he's a big giant guy. That's about it. That's about it. So one he's of He's got gold teeth. And he talks Oh, really that's funny. right. He talks really funny. That's right. I forgot to mention that. He's got a really bad speech impediment because of the these teeth that they put in his face for the movie. Yeah. So he doesn't. He didn't sound. He tries to enunciate, and he talks like he talks like he's like awkward. got a retainer in his mouth. You feel bad for the actor. I of. feel really bad. He did really good for what he was given. 
uh, one of Scarlet Ninja's henchmen is a woman, and she looks like she's from the band Kiss, and she wants to rock and roll all night and party every day. <laughs> I know Peter's giving me a dirty look now, but I had to say it. I had to say it. So anyway, so Jax and Saito, uh, or Saito, are discussing the mission, and Jack calls Saito Charlie Chan, which is highly offensive. And says uh, Jax needs to recruit some people before he goes on his missions. Remember, Sato is the guy that's supposed to be training. And Charlie Chan, if you guys don't know, he's from like the 1930s and 40s. It's it was a white guy playing a Chinese guy. Yep, um, detective. It's it's mm-hmm. a detective. The 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 actual stories themselves were pretty good and pretty entertaining for the time. The the fact of the matter is, it's a Chinese guy playing or a white guy playing a Chinese guy. So the fact that. <sighs> Jax calls Sato Charlie Chan. It's just uh, uh, <laughs> just moving on. So anyway, uh, so they go to recruit this guy, um, and it's Jax and Gunner, who's the blonde one now. Yep. And Boone is with him too. If I don't ever mention Boone, Boone is constantly with Jax. The baboon is constantly. And he's like carrying him around like a toddler. Oh yeah, just all the time. It's so cumbersome looking too because it's not cool. It's not classy. He's just carrying this toddler around with. He him. mentions earlier to China that um, it's his partner. Yeah, it's his partner. So that's his partner. It's pretty. You know, it's his backup. So Boone goes um, to these people sitting in a car, and he for uh, they he, Boone. What does he Boone do? He like gases them or something like that? Does he do like a smoke bomb? I can't remember. Like he does something. Yes, to the... he. So and that was pretty funny because he runs up behind the car. He's wearing his karate gi and he tosses like a <laughs> he's smoke constantly bomb. Wearing it. He tosses like a smoke bomb under the car. But the people in the car were like guarding this place, the door that Jax wants to get into. And it's one of the people in the car you hear in the background like, "Hey, there's some kid like running up behind, or there's some monkey running up behind the car or something." And the kid, one of the guys says, "No, that's just the." He says like a last name. That's just the Warner kid. He looks that way. <laughs> <laughs> that cracked me up because it's really like kind of subtle and in the background, if I remember right. Like it wasn't real. It wasn't like prominent audio, Ooh. but it was just kind of like what. <laughs> So he smokes them out of a car with like a gas bomb or something. Yeah, so yeah. they break into the side of this building. Uh, it just looks like a regular apartment building. So they break inside. Long story short, um, there's some traps uh, that Jax, Boone, and Gunner break through. And they meet this guy in the Raspberry Beret that he probably bought at a secondhand store. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah! You like that? It's a Prince reference. I got two musical references in one thing. I'm such a dork. So anyway, he's a demolition expert. <laughs> His name is Bugs. But you don't know yeah. that until they get to the island, which is way far ahead. When they actually get to Devil's Crown right. Island, you find out his name is Bugs. They don't say it. I watched it over and over again. Okay. His name is Bugs. So Bugs is the Raspberry Beret guy. He's a demolition expert. And he's like, you know what we need? We need the whale. The whale. That's right. Not so getting the whale. So not only is he a demolition pilot, but... Bug, who's the demolition expert, is also a chopper pilot. So they get the chopper, it lands on a beach, and they go to a guarded fortress. Now, this is a full-on fortress. Yes. And they get... Uh, so well, we... he's in prison. Oh, was that a prison? Yes, the whale is in prison, and he was... They kept making uh, sure to say that he's uh No, why did they say staying. that? I didn't pick that up at all. They kept saying he's keen on staying. He likes to stay in prison. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Everybody must think I'm terrible at watching movies, but I did not pick that up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm terrible at watching movies, guys. Sorry. I just watched it again last night. So. Okay. <laughs> I did too. I literally watched it last night. I watched it. It took me like three hours from taking all these notes, but uh, I didn't pick up on that because I'm apparently have some mental deficiencies. So anyway, so he goes to the fortress, aka the prison. So he's inside the prison with Boone in tow, and he breaks in ninja style. He's yep. got he's got this. The chainmail hood on, because you know it's Ninja Jacks. It's Ninja Jacks time. So he goes in, and Boone distracts the guards by he's like playing on the dancing, wall yeah, and he's dancing, flips. doing flips, and he's screeching. So all the guards are like, "Hey, look at this monkey! He's crazy! He's, he's dead crazy!" Fruit and stuff. So like Jax breaks in, he 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 throws some ninja stars um, with some really bad edits, <laughs> some horrible horrible edits to some unsuspecting guards. He creeps in on a fat guy with a really gross beard. I mean, a really gross beard. He looks like a homeless dude. He's at a computer, and this man is the whale. And this guy, I can't tell if his uh, accent is Hispanic or Russian. Either way, it sounded dubbed over. It sounded dubbed over. It didn't sound. I could not place his accent. It was like right, it was. It was not like uh, comrade. I'm going to help you. You know, yeah. it wasn't like that, and it wasn't like. Uh, you know, you know, man, I, I come around, yes, whatever. Yeah, it was like a light mix of both. It's it's a weird right. mix where it's like a muddled accent, and it it's just all over the place. And I'm like, where is this guy supposed to be from? And I guess that's the point yeah. is that he's from parts unknown. It doesn't matter, right? So they <laughs> whale is like, I'm not gonna help you, and then Jax is like, you have no choice, and he slaps the wrist on him, oh, like a wristband, a wristband yeah. on him. And on the wrist is the bomb. So it's a bomb on the wrist. So then Whale grabs his hat and says, well, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I got no problem. So he's all, he's all keen to go now that he's got a wrist, a bomb strapped to his wrist. So Boone blows up the fortress and they like make this. It's supposed to be like a daring escape. And it's like the lamest. It's pretty bad. Thing. It's the like a helicopter comes in with <laughs> like these, uh, what, uh, ladders, rope ladders hanging yes. out of it. And it's, it's so like, it was supposed to be cool. but It's, it was supposed to be cool, but it would be like if you had like, those remote control helicopters you buy at the mall and if you were trying to be like look I can pick that thing up hold on wait a second hold on wait no let me Almost go back it. let me go back oh it's dying now redo redo, uh, redo, redo. hold on wait a second <laughs> the battery's dying yeah. I got it you see I almost got it. that's exactly what it's like so they pick up Boone they get out of there they cut back to the, the Japanese table that I mentioned before and it's full of people and Jax is discussing the plan apparently that's the meeting table they're talking about they need to keep this low key and they're going to cut off all communication. Well, Willie, who's Jax's mentor, is upset about this. And he leaves the table. Storms and he's, out of the room. Yeah, he's, he storms out. He's like all pissed off uh, at uh, Jax because he didn't really like what Jax had to say. Well, and Jax had announced that he's cutting off communication. Yeah. And they moved the plan up. Right. So it's clear that um, there's not all outside. Right. There's more to Willie than we thought. He's not just the old mentor. There's a lot more to him, which is kind of a running theme, I guess, especially since the last episode. So the Scarlet Ninja, who's the leader, uh, I guess Echo is the woman in the kiss makeup. That's her name. Her name is Echo. So Echo is a spy for Jax. And she's in the communications room. And she is uh, saying something to Jax. And uh, I didn't really catch a whole lot of that. But she gets caught. Yep. 
Uh, most importantly, she's hanging from a chain above the piranha pool. So we're back at the piranha pool in the th- throne room. Right. And she's hanging from there, and she's and Scarlet Ninja's like, I know who you are. You know? And he's like, he does this lame attempt. He's like, do you like water sports? As yeah. he slu- and she actually says, yes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> he couldn't just scream. Do you know what's going to happen? Anyway. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. So Echo is slowly lowered into the piranha pool and uh, two random henchmen off to the side like it was filmed way after the fact say wow he's really strict he's really strict yeah it's so, I, so stupid okay so getting back to what you're saying i get what you're saying that there it's it attempts at comedy but it's really bad oh it's it's bad but that's like you said it falls short it's, 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 it misses the mark and, but that's why we're talking. Ah, no. so Jack, that's why nobody knows what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one's one. ever heard of this. So Jax tells Star that um, there's an informant and a traitor because uh, Star figures out that there's some sort of traitor within the organization. So um, and remember, Star is the guy that, that briefs Jax on his mission. So Jax is waiting out the traitor because remember, there's there's a uh, it's a blackout. There's no communication at all. Uh, Sato and Willie are playing chess. So Sato figures out that Willie is the traitor because of the chess. Right. It's a boring, uh, really bad scene. Scene. It's supposed to be like dun dun dun, but it's really it's like a big reveal. But it's it a huge reveal. It's, it's super lame. So Jax discusses um, with a room full of people about the mission. Boone is also at the meeting, uh, chewing bubblegum, and is noted for chewing bubblegum. For some reason, just out of nowhere, like, it's supposed to be funny. It's not. Anyway, moving on. So anyway, so we cut to <laughs> Devil's Crown Island. They start we, their invasion. We start the invasion. So we got three wheelers going on on the beach, and we got paratroopers dropping in. But they're not what they see. So the paratroopers are dummies. And they explode. And they explode. Because I was like, man, those, those look like dummies. Well, they're supposed to be dummies, and they explode. But so, they, they had already, the forces on the island had already called everybody to that beach. The West Beach or something. Yeah, yeah, so. go to the West Beach or whatever. It's a diversion. And then for fake. some reason. We're taking heavy losses. And Scarlet Communications, remember Scarlet is the group, this whole group. So Scarlet Communications announces that uh, Jax is parachuting on the island. Yeah. How did they know it was him? How'd they know it was him? Because when you're watching it, there's no clear way to tell. They're just looking through binoculars and they're like, Duncan Jax is parachuting in. <laughs> Not only that, they're dropping people out of the plane. They're dropping his 4x4 out of the plane, which is supposed to be like oh, his supercar. That was so great. Oh, God. So they drop his thing. And then all of a sudden... There's um, ninjas, and not to be confused, these are the good ninjas. The good ninjas drop down. For some reason, they bury one of them or two of them, but not all of there's them. A, yeah, there's a little scene where they take the time effort to bury one of these guys, and then they run away. The rest of them do. So. <laughs> but then later on in the, in the scene, after the battle begins, when, when the Scarlet Troops henchmen uh, are fighting the good guys, because there's good forces in the battle, so the good guys come in, the, one, the ninjas that are buried... The good ninjas latch on to the three wheelers of the bad. Well, guys. I think it was just the one guy. It's just I the mean, one guy. I mean, I guess we're supposed to get the idea that maybe they did that with a bunch of them. Yeah. But we see the one guy get buried, the one guy jump out and jump onto one of the, the yeah, four wheelers or whatever. It's like, what in the world? Who it was so stupid. Knows? And it's very lame. Uh, explosions abound. There's gunfire. There's ninja combat. None of it is any interesting at all the only thing to note through these scenes is that they with the helicopter they land on the beach they're unloading 
uh, what we later find out, I think you're supposed to know this at this point, but that it's fool's gold. There's, they're loading up fake gold onto Jax's truck that they also dropped on the beach. And the best part to me was they're all hiding behind Jax's truck, and it's taking an enormous amount of gunfire. Nobody's getting hit. The truck has no holes in it. Yeah. And there's even, like, rocket launchers. The helicopter's not getting hurt. The truck's not getting hurt. Nobody's flying around. Anyway. All right. It's a it's no. terrible scene. No, it's a it's terrible really scene. Well, it's it's supposed to be this big action scene. They're invading the island. This is the mission. This, it's we, so we're all We're finally getting into the mission, and this yeah. is the last part of the movie. And it's just it's just very underwhelming. Very annoying. So Jax, Gunner, who's the blonde woman, Boone, who's always with Jax, and the Whale, who's the big fat computer guy, are going through there. So uh, Whale pulls out this thing and says, I have the map. You you don't know where the gold is unless you have my map. No, where the entrance is to the lair. Because they wanted to I get thought, that entrance to get, I thought the they, to get the gold. Oh, to get to the gold. Yeah, the, but I thought he knew where the gold was too. Because then he well, did, he did because he knew the entrance to get into the gold. Okay, so they didn't know. He didn't know which was the right entrance to get into. How would you have found it? Oh, so, okay. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Thanks for clarifying. That. Sure. So he pulls out what I called the pocket organizer or the PDA. <laughs> yeah. It looks like it's supposed to be a high tech thing, and it looks like an old school like PDA. If you know what PDAs are, Google them. So he pulls out a PDA to show him the map, and they're trying to make their way through the, through the dungeon layer. So Gold Tooth, and meanwhile, Gold Tooth is on a submarine. Arguing with the submarine captain, he's got like a Nazi uh, uh, cap on with a skull on it. And if, right. you, if you've never seen it, uh, I wouldn't recommend googling it. But maybe Google World War Two, you can see it. it, it it's, it's a skull. It, he looks like M. Bison from Street Fighter. <laughs> he's got a skull in the middle of a black cap, like a military cap. And he's talking to him, and they're arguing about something. Um, him and Goldtooth and the submarine captain. Uh, that comes into play later is the only reason why I mention it. Uh, in the meanwhile, Whale is guiding Jax throughout the, the dungeon uh, layer with his pocket organizer. And they come to a dead end. And they're like, what are they going to do? Well, Boone to the rescue. Of course. He There's a statue there. And he just punches buttons on the statue, which makes no sense whatsoever. Like... I, yeah, I, I whatever. I'm <laughs> completely dumbfounded. I'm like, what? It's buttons on the side. So the door opens and it reveals it's the treasure room. And I have to say, I like the throne room. I actually really like the throne room. But uh, as cheesy as it is, you can tell it's a set. Right. But at least it's got water. It's got fountains. It's got torches. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. It's got, like you said, it's got the skull. And inside the skull, there's yeah. there's like fire lit with this. put in the it. The... The th- treasure room looks like a joke. Yeah. It looks it's like, like a, this is a little storage room. It looks like if you're on a game show and it's like, oh, it's, we're in the treasure room. <laughs> so you get in the, in the treasure room and they're searching the gold. But I don't think the gold is there. My notes, I see I start to get tired. My notes, my notes start to fade. I don't think they're, they're there yet. But they're searching for stuff. Instead of the gold, they find a golden Buddha. Well, so at, right before this, right before they find this, yeah. Jax finally, this isn't, so in my notes here, Jax, this is finally an hour and ten minutes into the movie, and Jax finally reveals what they're looking for, what the greater treasure is, is a golden idol. And so we, we finally know, okay, almost at the end of the movie. And right. So then Boone jumps up 
onto the throne that the the bad you know the scarlet leader guy was sitting on and starts messing around with the throne oh that's right and hits a button that's right again. he hits a button on the throne that's and right he... it pulls a, a buddha lifts up out of the piranha water that's right and that's what it was and that's it, what it was i'm sorry yeah. they couldn't find anything in the treasure room but of course the the girl the blonde girl you were talking about she goes it's been missing for centuries like they know exactly what this is just by seeing it lift out of the <laughs> okay so here's what it is. I remember yeah. now. I'm sorry. I apologize. Everybody. You're fine. They have the gold. The gold is there. They plant a bomb in the gold. Yes. They plant a bomb in the gold. And they're like, okay. Well, they swapped it out for fool's gold. Right. From, from Jax's truck. Right. They swapped it out for all the fool's gold. And it's packed up in these things. But then they and get, there's bombs underneath it. Yes. They go to the throne room. Scarlet Ninja's nowhere to be seen in the throne room. He's in the communications room. He's trying to find where Jax is at. Right. Because he thinks Jax is still on the beach part of the island. Correct. They don't know that they've. So he's there. in the communications room with the with the monitors right. and in like the I don't know the dispatch, yeah. <laughs> the dispatch people. So he's in there and he's trying to figure out where Jax is, the Scarlet Ninja is. So they go in. You're right. Boone goes in to the throne room. He hits buttons again yeah. on the throne. On the throne. Out of the piranha pool comes the Golden Buddha. The Golden Buddha comes out. They. Uh, lift it out somehow because oh, no Boone starts messing with more buttons and suddenly the strap thing that I think was holding the uh, tr Echo girl from before that he feeds to the piranhas that strap like comes up out of the like out of the ceiling down from the ceiling rather and it grabs the Buddha and then it lifts the uh, lifts the Buddha off and you know it's like a crane game kind of thing like you would be playing at an arcade is that what and, happens and Boone does it all just while he's sitting there monkey, are you serious her. I don't Remember that at all. Yeah. yeah. I must have been falling asleep. Uh, okay, so there's a lot of stuff <laughs> happening. So they get the Buddha out. Now, I don't know who discovered. I guess Jax dis discovers. They're like, wow, it's a golden Buddha. Everybody's like, and it's a huge Buddha. It's like yeah. three or four feet tall yeah. or whatever. So they, they get the Buddha, but Jax discovers that inside the Buddha. He grabs the Buddha's head. Yeah. yeah, and lifts it off. That there's a bunch of jewels. It's and filled. It just spills gems. Spills out with jewels. I mean, just like yeah. a ton of jewels. It's like a pinata. Yeah, but it's just jewels instead of candy. Now uh, that the henchmen have been released to come get them at this point. Yeah, at this point. At, also at this point, Scarlet Ninja confronts Jax, and it's finally revealed after all of this. Spoiler alert. Scarlet Ninja, or the Scarlet Leader, as she's credited in the credits, is China from the very beginning. Beginning. So, uh, they fight, but um, they actually fight before, and then it's revealed that she's China because Jack says to her, "I don't, I don't no, fight ladies. I don't fight ladies. Fight with ladies." And China says to Jack, "He says, well, that doesn't apply to me. I don't know what that means." Yeah. Because she's clearly a she's lady. She's not a lady? Or and because they, they were already and they, and they slept together. And that uh, she's just like, well, I'm tough enough. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's it's, e it's equal opportunity <laughs> thing. But then, again, there's another line that doesn't make sense that says, uh, frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. Which is from Gone with the Wind. Uh, I get that. And that she was the Scarlet leader. She's the Scarlet leader. But the line doesn't make it doesn't sense. doesn't make sense to the Because he previously just said... Yeah. That he doesn't fight with ladies. And she's like, well, it doesn't apply to me. And he's like, well, I don't care. Well, you just said you did care like five seconds well, ago. Yeah, I mean, maybe she he's saying he doesn't care that uh, 
that she thinks it doesn't apply to her, but he's saying yes, it does. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not worth thinking. That so far anyway, into. they they beat the crap out of each other, and then China drops a smoke bomb and then disappears. And you would think this is the end, but no, not quite. So, yeah, he's running out of the tunnel now. Jax gets away. Yeah. So then he fights bullets. Remember bullets? Yeah, big blonde dude. He's the henchman. So we got the henchman left. Uh, he's fighting bullets. He's losing to bullets. He kills bullets with a gun, which I think is pretty ironic. Well, it was funny because that was just clearly a uh, to me that was like a thing from Indiana Jones where he just like he's fighting him and bullets lifts this big rock over to crush him and he just pulls a gun out casually and shoots him and that's like the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> but like, that what? that scene you're talking about in Raiders of the Lost Ark is masterfully it's, done, it's, like masterfully yeah. done. And just like, and I, I know you're, you, I know it's, it's like a clear nod. To it's it a clear nod it's to stolen. it. You're, you're totally yeah. right. And I'm not, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying that you're like, right. this is not done well. It's not <laughs> done well at all. And then he's like, I hate using guns or something. Yeah. Like that. Well, that's what I said. He goes, damn, I hate guns. <laughs> and it's 80 yard. Yeah. It's, it's done after the fact. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, not him saying it's it. not in the moment. He says that. It's um, bad. And we don't really get that much time with bullets, so it's really not impactful at yeah, all. I don't know that we care. We don't really care that much. So Jax goes after the gold, or he goes – I thought he went after the gold, or he was going after something because the no, gold's the already gone. on the submarine at it's this on, point. Right. It's on the submarine with gold tooth and submarine captain. Yep. So everybody's leaving the island, and all of a sudden uh, – not all of a sudden, but hot air balloons have been dropped – so well, so all the good forces start fleeing the island, and in doing so, they're all leaving in hot air balloons, which just suddenly inflate and take off. Yeah, and then his and it's like twenty hot air balloons, and his truck is is a hot air balloon. Up and away, and yeah, they they anyway, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's they're ridiculous. sitting in the cab of his truck, and he's got the controls for the air balloons. Yes, in his truck, cut this and installed this in this time. That's what I'm saying. Yes, it makes no sense. What the the truck. We're supposed to believe that it has gadgets. Like, you know, James Bond, he pulls a lever and it does like but an it was oil there the whole slick. Time and it could have been there the whole right. time. Right. It this does is like, like whole like hot air balloon controls yes, right in the middle of the Right path. in the middle. He's like cranking it up and he's like it's so getting weird. it. And Boone and Gunner, the blonde lady, are in, in the truck. You know, like James Bond, he yeah, pulls a lever and he's got oil slick. Yeah. And he does it and, and the, the headlights turn down. And he's this got machine guns. And he does it. He's like a smoke tree. No, it's just there. This is like why didn't we're stupid for not noticing it earlier? Because oh, right it was never introduced, <laughs> never implied at all. So the Scarlet Ninja, aka China, is seen floating by the four x four jacks. So we got Ninja Jacks and we got four x four jacks. So four x four jacks is in the hot air. Four by four jacks with Gunner and Boone, the baboon. You see why I say this is like a cartoon. China is in a World War Two Zero. Fighter, yep, plane, yep. with the canopy back. <laughs> now the canopy, the canopy's back. It's like the windscreen kind of thing over top. She's at like yeah. five thousand feet. Yeah, and it's just gently, like like there's there's a, her hair. just a mild yeah, breeze, mild mm-hmm. breeze. She's in she's in a plane. She blows a kiss to Boone and she salutes Jack. Not in that order. I got my notes yeah. backwards. She salutes Jack first and then blows a kiss to Boone. And uh, Baron Goldtooth. And, and she just flies away. Just yeah, she just, she flies just flies away. Off. They think she might fire on them. Like uh, like Jax thinks she the, that uh, China in the Zero yeah. fighter from World War Two might. He's like nervous about it for a minute or something. But then, but then she just And then she just goes. So she then, salutes him and blows a kiss and says, it's all good. I'll see you next adventure. Yeah. This isn't over, Jax. You bested me this time. 
So anyway, Baron Goldtooth and the submarine captain uh, are in the uh, submarine, obviously, and it blows up because of a bomb placed in the gold. So they're gone. And the bomb blows them up. That's pretty much it for them. And Jax and Gunner and Boone end on a really lame joke and cue the sad theme music from the beginning. And at the end of the movie, it says... For John Thaddeus. Whoever John Thaddeus is, I feel sorry for everybody. Yeah. Because this is a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. Peter, do you recommend this film? Uh, uh, it's, you know, it's a it's a hard one to recommend. It's a very specific, you'd have to be in a very specific mood, I, I think, to watch this and really enjoy it. Um, it's not bad. I wouldn't say don't see it. Um, if you, if this sounds like something you would enjoy, then definitely give it a watch. Um, something that was interesting to me overall about the movie was trying to look any trivia up on it online. There's like no... Uh, there's nothing about it on IMDb. There's no trivia on it. There's one no. one review on it as of this recording on IMDb. Nobody's left user reviews. Really? There's just there's nothing about it online. Um, you know the Ian Hunter who played Duncan Jacks. He's only been in these two movies. That's it. There's a ton of stuff about. There's not, nothing not about him at all. Like there's nothing. A bunch of stuff about Order of the Black Eagle, the second movie. Yes. But this is the first movie, and there's like nothing about it anywhere so yeah. like i was kind of amped up to find some cool trivia to tell you guys about it but i really couldn't find anything so if anybody has some trivia i'd love to hear it yeah if you have anything about this movie that we missed and we couldn't find because honestly we didn't spend a whole lot of time researching we just did a basic google search to see what we can find because usually something comes up yeah i looked a little deeper in my normal, I have oh, did normal you? Okay. sources where i go a little deeper but I, right. I i didn't I from didn't the find uh, anything. peter files from the <laughs> it's not sticking <laughs> um, it is sticking. You're the one that came up with it. Um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I really could not find anything. Um, yeah, the next movie came out a year later. Yeah, which makes sense. Done pretty quick. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if I can recommend this one. It's okay. It's not terrible enough to be like, oh, you got to see it. There's just a lot of dense stuff uh, in sections. It, the production just like, values are pretty good, though. I mean, to give it that, it was filmed pretty well and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, the cuts and the edits and stuff are weird. I'll give it that. But, like, it's not overly cheap-looking or If anything. you're familiar with the, the Indiana Jones knockoff, um, Alan Quartermain. Yeah, the Quartermain series. Yeah. If you're familiar with that, it's it's on par with that, I would say, right? Yeah. I'd yeah. say it's on par. There's a lot of bad blue screen or green screen in uh, Alan Quartermain um, and, you know, King Solomon's Mine and all those kind of movies. But it the the sets are pretty good. I like the throne room set. There's some there's some good stuff to like here. If you're into spy movies and you like the Roger Moore era of James Bond where it's super cheesy, super tongue in cheek, and it's just super kind of fun, 80s goodness, um, this is a movie for you. If you're looking for a spy movie that's actually pretty good, but it's on a B uh, budget, this is not the movie no, for you. Yeah, this is yeah. not what you're looking for. This is this is very. It's a lot of cheese. It falls short on a lot of points. It for does. Sure, but it does. But as it, you can tell from my notes, I kind of I got real. I watched this super late, and I'm super tired, guys. I'm sorry, but like I just I lost <laughs> notes on it, and I was like, what's happening? What's this? And they, again, <laughs> but you didn't miss. We much. we. <laughs> Well, we won't. We were deep into the movie, and I'm like, "What is this guy's name?" Like, seriously, I, did you even know that guy's name was Bugs? They just showed him, the demolition guy with the yeah, chopper they, pilot. They said it at some point. Yeah, I did. They said it at some point, but they didn't say it right away. 
I, I can't remember. Okay. Yeah, and I point. definitely didn't hear them say Gunner. I don't think I heard that. I think you're correct on that. Sure, I didn't. I know. First off, that's a weird name for a woman. Yeah. Uh, I actually know somebody named Gunner. It's actually a little boy. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a friend's yeah. kid. His name's Gunner. Hi, Gunner. <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, but that's a strange name for a woman. But you know, it's whatever. I I didn't hear them say that. Right now, they're hauling off the Golden Buddha as before. We got this playing in the studio. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's a hard one to recommend. It's a hard one to recommend. We're going to do the sequel at some point because I feel that the sequel is better but from memory. But we'll, yeah, we'll have to rewatch it and we'll let you guys it. know. Um, so that will pretty much be it for us. We're running long again because it's me and I'm long-winded and I like to go through things too detailed. <laughs> um, any Peter, anything you want to recommend before we get out of here? Uh, I always feel put on the spot by that at the end, and I don't think I've had a recommendation yet at the end. Uh, so yeah, you need you need to up your uh, recommendation game, bro. Sorry, man. But the, by the time we're done talking about these, my mind is sort of numb, I so I apologize. I uh, no, I, I'm good. The, the, I'll leave my remarks there. For the <laughs> Peter's got no podcast points, bro. <laughs> I got super podcast points, man. I'm so good. I'm so good at the podcast. I'm so dab. I'm using that right, right? Sure. Okay. I'd like to recommend uh, Futurama if you haven't seen it. Uh, I know it's a stupid recommendation. Futurama's done now, but guess what? You got a whole bunch of stuff you can check out. I recently just started watching that again. I've been uh, playing the game Everyone Everyone Golfs. It's really good on PS4. It's Hot Shots. If you're not familiar on the PlayStation, played Hot Shots. Yeah, Hot Shots is like Mario Golf. Yeah. Everybody loves Hot Shots. It's yeah. a greatest hits thing. They changed it for some reason to Everyone Golfs. Interesting. Still very good. Very, very cartoonish, name. but... Huh? Very lame name. <laughs> terrible name. Terrible name. I hate it. But the game is awesome. Okay. It's really fun. That's what that it's, um, it's not a simulation, but it's, it's, it's cartoonish and fun and accessible, but it is a very deep game. So, like, um, you have to use a lot of skill, but they do have things like, you know, some of the holes have... Uh, Cyclones around them, so if you hit the ball close uh, to the hole, the cyclone will, yeah. or some of the holes are bigger. You know, they're like the size of a golf cart right. when you hit them in, or you have special clubs. So there's there's like cool, fun stuff that you can unlock. But then when it comes down to it, when you play a course and it's just strict rules, it gets tough. Cool. So it's pretty challenging. Oh, it's it's a good time. Yeah. I like it, and I think it's only forty bucks on PS4. Oh, nice. That's worth checking yeah. out if you have one. It's a good time. I like playing those. Um, as always. Check us out on supermovieball.com. As of right now, our website's still under construction, but hopefully it's up. Hopefully I haven't been lazy and it's been updated. Future me, get on it. Past me will thank you. Um, but I know what is up is... I said oh. that backwards. Did I say that backwards? <laughs> it's been a long night, guys. This week has been so long. I have no ideas. Uh, past me, get on it. Future me will thank you. Thank you, Peter. He's the brains of the app. <laughs> I'm just a guy with, who talks a lot. Either way, Twitter is up. Check us out on Twitter. We're at Super Movie Ball. And you can also email us at supermovieball at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Yep, thanks. Bye. I think it was pretty good. Yep. It ran long. Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. It was like an hour ten. Ooh, yeah. Another long one. Do you want to split these up? I just said, uh, let's just put them out. It's fine. Yeah. Peter, we did it. We got one more to go, and we're good. Good. You need a break? No. Right, well, yeah. That's my fault. Quick break. 
you know, when we did this, we came up with a format. I think you got the right idea. Hmm. I mean, you kind of do, so. Hmm. Fine, we'll see how it goes. People might not mind. I just, I just didn't want to be long-winded for other people. I know. That's well, let's see. I, I love you, sitting here talking to you about this stuff. I just, I love it too. I think it's great. Hopefully, they'll love it too. I hate I cutting know. our conversations a little short. That's all. But I, we can, we can always talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, to me, I like hearing as but, much about it as possible because um, sometimes, you know, I watch the movies before I listen to podcasts. Uh, there's like James Bonding. I always watch the James Bond movies. There's Happy Just Get Made. I like that one too. So I always uh, watch the movie before, and that's just me. And I liked watching it, and then I'm like, oh, they didn't bring that up, or they didn't bring this up. I really wanted to hear their opinion on that. Sure. So that's why I do it. But I think you have a point that we might lose casual listeners because I'm long-winded and I get into <laughs> the minutia of everything. But um, yeah, I mean, there, I mean, there was a lot of stuff I wanted to mention in this one too. But you're right; it would get too long-winded because the movie's not that good anyway. It's not that good. And you know, I mean, there's just like everybody that gets hit once stays down. I thought that was hilarious. You can see sweat <laughs> stains on a lot of the ninjas' like butts when they fall over. This is so, it's so lame. Bizarre. Well, look, okay, so this is the hot air balloon part, and there's just like mo- the the hot air balloons look like regular hot air balloons. They're all like they're just patterned. Rentals. Yeah, they're and they're like they're rainbow not colored. <laughs> no, they're not military. They don't look like military at all. And there's like ninjas. You can see the, the registration numbers on the side of them. <laughs> It's so bad. It's it's just incredibly lame. Everything about this is lame. 